قهرتي والباطنة وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله والسلام عليه أما بعد by the name of Allah the most merciful and the most compassionate all praise belong to Allah the one that there's none that has the right to be worshipped except him he is alone without having any partners and I bear witness that Muhammad ibn Abdullah that he is his servant and his messenger to proceed ikhwan Allahumma inna na'udhu bika min ilmin la yanfa' wa min qalbin la yakshar wa min nafsin la tashba' wa min dua la yusma' verily Allah we seek refuge with you from knowledge there has no benefit and from a heart there has no fear and from a soul that has no satisfaction nor contentment and from a dua that goes and answer from a dua that goes and answer to proceed, Ikhwan, فَنُرَحِبُ بِكُمْ جَمِيعًا هَذِهِ So we welcome each and every one of you to this series of classes. وَأَسْ نَدْرُسُ مِنْ عِلْمِ الْعَقِيدَةِ مِنْ عِلْمِ الْعَقِيدَةِ Whereas we're learning together, collectively, from the science of belief. From the science of belief. مَعَا فَضِيلَةِ الشَّيْخِ الْإِمَامِ مُحَمَدِ بِنِي Abdul Wahab al-Tamimi al-Abdali rahimahullah ta'ala And we're reading from the words of the noble Imam Shaykh al-Islam in his time Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab al-Tamimi May Allah have mercy upon him Wa ala jami'i al-Muslimin Wa ala jami'i al-Ulama And upon all of the scholars of al-Islam Sawalan wahid, question number one هل رحمة الله تعالى خاصة لمن ممات أو عامة لجميع الخلق؟ Is the mercy of Allah specific for those that passed away, or is the mercy of Allah general for all of Allah's creation? من يجيب؟ Who can answer? لجميع الخلق is general for all of Allah's creation. وَيَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى لَهُ رَحْمَةٌ خَاصَةٌ لِمَنْ يُرِيدٌ لِمَنْ يُرِيدٌ وَهُمْ الْمُسْلِمُونَ And on the day of resurrection, Allah has a specific mercy for those whom He wishes. For those whom He wishes. And they are for those who have submitted themselves to Him following the religion of Al-Islam. طَيْفَ آخِرُ آيَةٍ تَعَلَّمْنَاهَا وَتَكَلَّمْنَا عَنْهَا هي الآية التي تقع في سورة آل عمران في سورة آل عمران. so the last verse we had the honor to learn and the honor to discuss was the verse that comes in سورة آل عمران. قال الله تعالى as Allah تعالى says ولله على الناس حج البيت من استطاع إليه سبيلا ومن كفر فإن الله غني عن العالمين الآية Allah Ta'ala says, and it's obligatory, Allah Ta'ala says, and it's upon mankind for Allah that they make the circumvallation or the pilgrimage to the house. 
meaning the Kaaba, for the one who has the ability to do so. وَمَنْ كَفَرَ And whoever disbelieves, whoever turns away, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَنِيٌّ عَنِ الْعَالَمِينَ Then Allah is of rich, He is not in need of Al-Alameen. Mankind, nor the jinn. أَوْ جَمِيعًا مَا مُوجُودٍ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Or you can say everything that exists besides Allah. Everything that exists besides Allah. لِمَاذَا نَقُولِ يَخْوَانَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ مَوْجُودٍ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Masi. Why do we say the word alameen, everything that exists besides Allah? Why do we say besides Allah? Because Allah is not created, I sent. وَكَذَلِكَ عَبْدُوَهَا And Allah is? And Allah also? He's above his arsh in a manner that befits his majesty. Also, our beloved brother, Allah, something else, He is? He is Hayyun la Yamut, He's alive, never dies. Also, He's the Creator, Jamilan. And Allah exists. Allah exists. So we say, everything that exists besides Allah, because Allah exists. Allah exists. وَهَذَا الرُّكْنُ الْأَوَّلِ الَّذِي يَتَعَلَّقُ بِالْإِيمَانِ بِاللَّهِ and that's actually the first component regarding having belief in Allah. الأمر الأول من إيماني بالله الإيمان ببجود الله. The first aspect, the first component regarding believing in Allah. Number one is that you believe in the existence of Allah. الوجود الإيمان ببجود الله. That you believe that Allah exists. This is not the figment of someone's imagination. No. This is not metaphorical. Metaphorical. No. This has a reality. And Allah Ta'ala Allah exists. The Imam continues. Before we continue with our new portion, who can give us a benefit of this verse? And upon mankind is for them to, ma to make the pilgrimage for Allah, for the one who has the ability to do so. And whoever disbelieves, then Allah is of rich, not in need of any of creation. Who can mention the benefit? It shows that um, the that the ruling on Hajj is obligatory. For everybody, Masi? No. The answer is no. Upon who? Upon those who have the ability. Upon those who have the ability. The Imam continues. May Allah have mercy upon him. I'll say it, you say it. I'll say it. You say, قَالَ شَيْخُ الْإِسْلَامُ مُحَمَّدِ بْنُ عَبْدِ الْوَهَابِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى الْمَرْتَبَةُ الثَّانِيَةُ الْإِيمَانُ وَهُوَ بِدْعٌ وَسَبْعُونَ شُعْبًا فَأَعْلَاهَا 
قول لا إله إلا الله وأدناها إماطة الأذى عن الطريق والحياء شعبة من الإيمان وأركانه ستة أن تؤمن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله واليوم الآخر والقدر خيره وشره أحسنتم يا أخوان من يترجم This practice are translations من يريد أن يكون مترجما الأول أو مترجما أولا كما سبيها first translator فضي شيخ قال الإمام رحمه الله تعالى المرتبة الثانية المرتبة الثانية Second section, second level, second pillar, accent, second degree, second step. Masi, al imanu. Belief, Jamilan. Our beloved brother who always forget his name, Aryan. Aryan, alhamdulillah. Wa huwa bid'un wa sab'una shu'ba. It's part of seven. Sab'un. Sab'un, 70. It's part of 70. Sections. Sections, branches. Fa'alaha, Abdu'l-Wahha, A'alaha, Qawlu la ilaha illa Allah. The highest one is the word of Allah, how to say la ilaha illa Allah. The word of la ilaha illa Allah. Wa adanaha imatatul adha anittariq. And the Lord said, let us turn away with our hope or unfortunately. Jameela, his turn. Masi. Wa al-hayya'u. الحياة الشخص يفعل شيء someone is doing something ثم يأتي أبوه then his father comes يستحي الحياة أريان الحياة شاينس الحياة كلمة جديدة لمن يدرس العربية for you brothers and sisters in Arabic a new word يا إخوان الحياء الشينس والحياء شعبة من الإيمان. ما شاء الله. Shyness is a branch, is a part of belief. وهذا مهم يا إخوان. That's important. أحياناً المسلم ينسى أن الحياء من دينه. Sometimes we as Muslims we forget shyness is from our religion. والحياء الحق الحياء من الله. And true shyness is not to your parents, it's not to your imam, it's not to your teacher, it's not to your best friend. No. Al-hayya'u al-haq, true shyness, main Allah. It's shyness of Allah. هذه الدولة على هميتي تعليم العقيدة. لأن الحيّة من الإمام. And this shows the importance of learning the belief. Because shyness is from belief. وكثيراً منا درسنا ودرسنا ودرسنا لكن ننسى أن الحياة من الإيمان أن الحياة من الدين Many of us we seek knowledge and we read and we study and we memorize But we forget many times that shyness is from our religion Shyness is from belief It's from belief Whose term? Masih وَأَرْكَانُهُ سِتَّةَ 
وأركانه ستة عبد الله وأركانه شيخ عبد الله وأركانه ستة its pillars are six what pillars are six what's the هذا الها يعود إلى ماذا the pronoun goes back to what إيمان جميلا whose turn أن تؤمن بالله جميلا وملائكته جميلا فضي عبد الشيخ وكتبه جميلا ورسله رسل أحسنت نسيت اسمه I forget your name عاصم قاسم أو عاصم قاسم طيب وكتبه وكتب in English وكتبه and you believe in his books و what's your name again شيخ محمد محمد الحمد لله واليوم الآخر جميلا والقدر that's رحمة وقدره والقدر close عينه أبو ما you guys are close تقربتم والقدر his pre divine destination قدر الله the decree of Allah خيره وشره it's good and it's bad I sent him يا إخوان طيب قال الإمام رحمه الله تعالى the Imam may Allah have mercy upon him he continues والمرتبة الثانية and the second part طيب الإيمان is belief الفائدة الأولى benefit number one الإيمان في اللغة التصديق benefit number one إيمان in the Arabic language is التصديق الإيمان in the Arabic language التصديق إيمان in Arabic is التصديق affirmation acknowledgement affirming وفي الشارع in the technical religious sense it is اعتقاد الاعتقاد بالقلب the belief of the heart والقول باللسان and the statement of the tongue والعمل بالجوارح and the actions of the limbs ثلاثة أجزاء three parts الاعتقاد بالقلب the belief of the heart والقول باللسان the statement of the tongue والعمل بالجوارح and the actions of the limbs. And we're going to add something to this definition. The Sheikh, he says three things. The belief of the heart. And the statement of the tongue. And the actions of the limbs. Firstly, and lastly, oh, firstly, this is the best definition. 
لكن يوجد من بعض السلف ومن بعض المتأخرين من أتى بتعريف آخر من أتى بتعريف آخر This definition is the best definition the most complete definition and most of the scholars of Islam this is their definition belief in the heart statement of the tongue actions of the limbs but there are some of the great imams that they had another point of view some of the great imams they had a different point of view من هم من يقول أن الإيمان قول وعمل there are some scholars who say Iman is speech and action from those that uh, from the great scholars of the past, those that say al-iman, qawl. They say iman is speech. Some say belief of the heart, speech of the tongue, actions of the limbs. Some say speech and actions. Some say speech. And all of that's correct. How can three, two, and one be correct? Belief of the heart, speech of the tongue, actions of the limbs. Some scholars, speech. Actions, some scholars, speech. We say all that's correct. Man yashrah. Who can explain? I think it's all about Iman. All about Iman, they just explaining it differently. Nafsu ma'na, same meaning. How was that? How was that? Aladhi yaquluna al-i'tiqad bil-qalib wa qawla bil-lisan wa al-amla bil-jawarih. Those that say, belief of the heart, statement of the tongue, actions of the limbs. That's clear, mashallah. Those that say al-amal, al-qul wal-amal. Some say speech and action. They don't mention the heart. But they mention the heart. How is that? They didn't mention the heart. But they mention the heart. They say speech and action. Huh? Hey, they break it down. When they say qawl, speech, speech has two parts. The intention and their breakdown. On the surface, it looks like they're just saying two things, speech and action. But tafsil, in detail, يَقُولُونَ أَكْثَرْ مِنْ شَيْئِينَ In detail, they're mentioning more than two things. How was that? Speech and actions. They divide speech into two parts. Speech of the tongue and speech of the action. Uh, speech of the tongue and speech of the heart. The heart, يَتَكَلَّمْ The heart speaks. From the speech of the heart is the belief of the heart. Also, the heart has actions. When some scholars say actions, they divide actions into two parts. Actions of the limbs and actions of the heart. From the actions of the heart are? To believe. You can also say, ماذا? المحبة, love, sincerity, ikhlas, khawf, khashia. All of those are actions of the heart. So sometimes the scholars, it looks like they're different. Sometimes they differ. Have a sahih. Sometimes they differ. لكن في الأغلبية يظن ظانوا أنهم يختلفون وفي حقيقة الأمر لا يختلفون. But usually the scholars are not differing. But the person who's looking, he thinks they're differing. Sometimes they're differing. مثلا Imam Malik يقول في رأيه هو رحمه الله عندما الإمام يقرأ في الجاهرية ليس على المأمومين أن يقرأوا شيئا هم يستمعون هم يستمعون هذا القول An example of when the great scholars differ Imam Malik, may Allah have mercy upon him He has the position, the understanding 
that in the out loud prayers, when the Imam is reciting, those who are being led in the Salah do not recite anything. That's one opinion. Al-Imam Malik, Al-Imam Ahmed, Wa-Shafi'i, Wa-Ghayruhum Ar-Rahimuhum Allah. Imam Ahmed, Imam Al-Shafi'i, and other than them, from the great Imams, some that came before them, and some that came after. يَقُولُونَ يَجِبُوا عَلَى جَمِيعِ مَنْ يُصَلِّي أَنْ يَقْرَأَ سُورَةِ الْفَاتِحَةِ قَوْلُهُمْ يُخَالِفُ قَوْلَ الْإِمَامِ مَالِكِ These great Imams differ with Imam Malik. Imam Malik's position was what? In the Aulau prayers? Only the Imam recites, not the Ma'mumin. Ahmed wa Shafi'i, they say, no, we love the Imam, but we differ with him here. Everyone has to recite. So that's an example when the scholars differ. Here, in this instance, we don't say they're both correct because they oppose each other. If you can't harmonize between the two, if there are three positions, and you can't bring them together, you can't bring the harmonization, then you can't say they're all right. If they oppose each other. If they oppose each other. If they don't oppose each other, but they're explaining it differently, then you can harmonize between them. In this example, there's no way to harmonize. Either the imam recites only, or everybody recites. Here it appears, Imam Malik, this is something that, although he's tremendous, Rahimahullah, the proofs is with most of the companions, the proofs is with a Shafi'i, his student, the proofs is with Imam Ahmed and those Imams that came after that. Because, النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام قال الإيمان كان يقرأ معه لا تفعل هذا إلا بفاتحة الكتاب أو كما قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام Because the Messenger of Allah himself leading the Salah and one occurrence in the Hadith is in the Sunan also Imam Ibn Kathir mentioned in his Tafsir the Prophet was leading the people in the Salah the people were reciting with the Messenger of Allah the Prophet said من يفعل هذا after the prayer was over who was reading with who was reading with the Imam? Who was doing that? And the companions got quiet. And then the Prophet said, Who was doing that? And one man said, Ha Anna, it was me. The Prophet said, La tafalhu, don't do that. Illa bi kitab. Except with the mother of the book. Meaning, read Al Fatiha. So the statement of the Messenger of Allah contradicts the understanding of Al Imam Malik. Contradicts the understanding of Imam Malik. The Messenger of Allah said, إِلَّا الْكِتَابِ Except with the mother of the book. طيب, here, على الأسف, ما بيّن نبي عليه الصلاة والسلام الوقت وما بيّن ربنا سبحانه وتعالى كذلك قبل النبي الوقت The issue here is that the Prophet of Allah and before him our Lord Ta'ala for whatever reason, Allah left this alone. The Messenger of Allah left it alone. They didn't clarify when do you recite Al-Fatiha. So you hear many questions, many questions. Alayna naqra na'am. It's upon us to read? Yes. Mata naqra. When do we read? When? فَلِهَذَا قَالَ بَعْضُ الْعُلَمَاءِ So for this reason, there are a few positions of the people of knowledge. Some of them, they say, مَثَلًا إِسْمَعْ إِلَى فَاتِحَةِ الْإِمَامِ some scholars, they say, listen to the recitation of the Imam when he recites Al-Fatiha. Don't say anything yet. 
You listen to his Fatiha. عندما يتجاوز إلى ثانية اقرأ أنتم الفاتحة. And then when he reads the second surah, you have to recite al-Fatiha. Now you recite al-Fatiha. That's one opinion. So the Imam is reciting alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. You don't say a word. Waladhalin ameen. He goes to the next surah. Now you recite. And you recite al-Fatiha. That's one opinion. All these are opinions. They ishtihadiyat. There's no proof of them. Sometimes. That's another opinion. If the Imam Mathalin other scholars they say, Isma ila al Imam, listen to the Imam, Second opinion. When the Imam stops at the end of each verse, if you can, our Shaykh used to say this, if you can, then you recite it when he stops. He says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. As he's stopping, Alameen. Then you say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. That's the second opinion. Right? <laughs> Remember, Yahwan, La Yujadu Dalilun Sarihun Ala Hadha Al Ishtihad. Remember, there's no explicit proofs for each of these ishtihadiyat. That's why they're called ishtihadiyat. Allah didn't say recite at this moment. The Prophet didn't say recite at this moment. So this ishtihad of the people of knowledge. So there's no wrong there. But then if you wait for him huh? read the Surah, hmm. that's when you need to listen. You need to listen. So there are many arguments here, Yahuwah. Some may say, suppose my imam recites fast. Now everybody recites on the sunnah. Some people recite what's allowed. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Maliki Yawmiddin. What do you do? That's allowed to recite like that. It's not a sunnah, but it's allowed to join the ayat. It's allowed. What's the best in your opinion? Tayyip, let's get one more. Now, other scholars, they say, If'al kama tastati'oon. You do whatever you have the ability to. What appears to be the easiest, Wallah And their proof is the statement of Allah, Fattakullaha Mastata'atum, Surah Tutaqabun, Fi Allah, to the best of your ability. What appears to be the best, Yahwan, what appears to be the best, is that why the Imam is reciting Al Fatiha. You listen to his Fatiha. When he goes to the next Surah, you have to recite Al Fatiha. So you recite your Fatiha, and there's no harm on you. But there's no wrong. If why the Imam is reciting Al-Fatiha, you say it with him. And then after he goes to the second surah, now you listen. At any rate, the point is you recite Al-Fatiha. There's no when do you recite it. It's general. It appears from the wisdom of Allah and the wisdom of the Messenger of Allah. He left that with no, no detail. There are a few things the companions didn't mention about the Prophet of Allah. There are a few. Imam Ahmed was asked, مثلا, after the Rukur, Imam Ahmed was asked, where do you put your hands? Imam Ahmed was asked, what do you do? Do you raise your hands and put them on your chest or put them to your side? Imam Ahmed said, he said, in this issue is vastness. 
You can do this, you can do that. It would have been tremendous if one of his students mentioned what they saw Imam Ahmed doing. If one of the companions mentioned to another companion, I saw Abu, Abu Bakr, I saw Umar, but they didn't mention that for whatever reason. There are many, some things that are not mentioned for some reason. They saw what the Messenger of Allah did, he had to do something. Lakin al Sahaba, they didn't mention it. So for this reason, there's an ikhtilaf. And most of the issues of ikhtilaf, ya khwan, la yujadu dalilun sarih. Oh, yujadu, lakin da'if inda hadir imam. And most issues of ikhtilaf, there's nothing explicit. Or it is something explicit, but to this scholar, that hadith is weak. Or it is something explicit, but they differ on the meaning of it. That happens a lot, ya khwan. At any rate, هم بشر. They are humans. فلا نتقاتل من أجل رأي فلان على رأي فلان لا. So we're not going to argue and fight and differ and go to blows and boycott each other over the opinions of these great companions and these great tabi'oon and these great imams after them. نقول كما قال الإمام أحمد رحمه الله. We say as Imam Ahmed used to say, may Allah have mercy upon him. خذوا من حيث أخذوا. Take. Or where they took from, meaning the Quran and the Sunnah. If this Imam's opinion agrees with the Quran and Sunnah, then we take it upon our eye and our head, meaning we accept it. If his opinion contradicts the Quran and Sunnah, we reject that, ya khwan. Hatta ana, idha aqulu lakum shay'an wa na'udhu billah, yukhalifu al-kitab wa sunnah, yajibu alaykum akhduhu abadan. Yajibu alaykum an yaturuka an taturuku. Shukran ya akhi, what do you have, man? Some ginger candy. May Allah bless you. Even myself, ya khwan, would say the same thing our mashaykh used to say to us. If I say something and we seek refuge with Allah Ta'ala from saying something that contradicts Quran and Sunnah, that contradicts Quran and Sunnah, then you take it? No. Ever. You reject it. And it's obligatory to reject it. It's not obligatory to take it. It's obligatory to reject it. We're Muslims, ya khwan. We love the ulama. We love for those that take a madhab. For those that studied in this country and this country. We love all the Muslim countries. We love all the scholars of Islam. And we love all the madhab. They are not Quran and Sunnah, ya khwan. The madhab are laysa al-ghaya, abadan. The madhab are not me, they are not the goals. They are means that help us reach the goal. This one follows Abu Hanifa. That's allowed. This one follows Imam Malik. That's allowed. This one follows the Shafi'i. That's allowed. This one follows Imam Sufyan Authority. That's allowed. There are many great Imams. Al-Ishkal عندما نقلدهم The issue is when we blind follow them. عندنا دليل من الكتاب والسنة ونقول إمامي إمامي لا 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 أبدا We have a Quran and Sunnah clearly. Allah said the Prophet of Allah said and we say, my imam said, my imam said. No. No one in their right mind is going to have an authentic hadith, an ayah min Allah ta'ala, a verse from Allah, and then say, hey, my husband said, my wife said, my madhab says, my shaykh says, my scholar says. Nobody who has their right mind is going to say that, ya Had them in a judud. That's someone that's new in Islam. Oh, jahil, or he thinks he has knowledge, but in reality, He's ignorant. Qalid Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah 
haramun. Imam Shafi says, it's haram. Alaman estabana lahu sunnatun nabi. Liyaturukaha dhahiban ila qawli ahadan minan nas. Listen to what Shafi says. He says in his opinion, it's haram for anyone that there's a clear, authentic sunnah in front of him. And he rejects it going to the position of anyone besides the Messenger of Allah. You have a verse in front of you. You have a hadith that you know to be authentic. It's not if you say it's weak. That's different. The hadith is authentic. And you say, no, 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 my wife said, or the wife says, my husband said, or the Muslim says, my sheikh says, or my madhab says. No, it's not like that, ikhwan. And may Allah make it easy. Sometimes the madhahib, we misunderstand. The madhahib are not our goals. The madhahib are a means. A means to help us and nasila ila al-ghaya. Wal-ghaya fahmul kitab wa sunnah. The madhahib are just a means to help us understand the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Now, for example, نمشي إلى ماكن بارك يا إخوانينا لعب بعد الصلاة. We say, for example, let's take a masjid trip to the park and go work out after Salah. That's the goal. Let's go to the park. كيف نصل إلى هذا الملعب؟ هذا ليس القاية. لا. هذا ماذا وصيلة؟ How we get there is not the goal. No, that's the means. Some of us say, hey, it's not far. Let's jog there. Another brother says, hey, let's ride the bike. Someone says, hey, I'm not running. I'm not walking. I'm driving. Massey says, hey, I'm driving. Others say, hey, I'm going to Uber. Other brothers say, hey, let's catch the bus. Alhamdulillah. How you get there doesn't matter. If you're Shafi'i, Hanafi, Maliki, none of that matters. What matters is you understand the Quran and the Sunnah Correctly. That's why it's allowed. You want to follow this imam? Follow that imam. But don't blind follow. You want to follow this madhab? Follow that madhab. Don't blind follow. You want to follow this country? Follow that country. But don't blind follow. The goal is that you follow the Quran and the Sunnah. And the proof to all of that, there are many proofs. Allah Ta'ala. اتبعوا ما أنزل إليكم من ربكم ولا تتبعوا من دونه أولياء قليلا ما تذكرون سورة الأعراف Allah says Allah says follow what has been sent down to you from your Lord the Quran and Sunnah and do not follow other than that taking it as أولياء besides Allah friends and guardians and protectors besides Allah how little do they ponder ويقول النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام and the Messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام he used to say عليكم بسنتي وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءِ الرَّاشِدِينَ الْمَهْدِيِّينَ عَبْدُ عَلَيْهَا بِالنَّوَاجِذِ الْحَدِيثِ مِنْ حَدِيثِ الْعُرْبَادِ مِنِ الشَّارِيَةِ عند الإمام أبي داود والترمذي وذكر الإمام الْلَلَكَاءِ أَيْضًا فِي شَرَحُ وَصُلِ اعْتِقَالِ أَهْلِ السُنَّةِ وَجَمَعَةِ The Messenger of Allah mentions It's upon you to hold on to my sunnah And the sunnah of the rightly guided predecessors that come after me To the end of the hadith Narrated by Al-Rabad ibn Collected by Abu Dawood al-Tirmadhi and Imam al-Lalakai mentions it in his book Usul i'tiqadi ahl sunnati wa jama'ah The principles and the explanation of the people of the sunnah There are many proofs here, Ikhwan Qala Nabi alayhi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ma taraktu fikum shay'ain Min hadith abi hurir indal imam malik fil mawatta The Messenger of Allah says Memorize this hadith here, Ikhwan I've left you with two things Two He could have said three 
ten. I've left you two things. You will never go astray. Allah Akbar. As long as you hold on to both of them. Kitab Allahi wa Sunnati. The book of Allah and my Sunnah. I've left amongst you, I've left for you two things. Two things. This is all that's obligatory. These two things. According to our, our beloved Nabi. I've left for you or upon you two things. You will never go astray. Allahu Akbar. As long as you hold on to both of them. What are they, Ya Nabi? Kitab Allah wa Sunnati. What are they, O Messenger of Allah? He continues. The book of Allah and my Sunnah. Anything that I, you, our beloved scholars, our beloved students, our beloved imams, my madhab, your madhab, my husband, your wife, our wife, your children, our whatever you want to bring. If it's not from the Quran and Sunnah, it's not obligatory that you have to take it. I've left with you, amongst you, Shay'in. Two things. You will not go astray. You will not go astray ever. As long as you hold on to both of them. Kitab Allah wa Sunnati, the book of Allah and my Sunnah. So when we quote from the great Imams and the great Madahib, you don't have to take none of that. If you wish. Unless it's in line with the Quran and Sunnah. Imam Shafi says, I'll give you an example, but I don't want you to think that I'm showing you the mistakes of a scholar. That's not our Islam. Have the mithal. I'll just give you an example. And I'm not going to say the name of the scholar. Out of fear that you're not going to understand my point. So I'm going to mention the statement without mentioning who said it. Right? We'll get our shikotimin. We'll follow shikotimin in this regard. We're not going to mention the scholar. We're going to keep it general. Some scholars say, some scholars, he barely mentions scholars by name. I wish we can go back to those old Shaykh Udameen audios. Wallahi ikhwan, and apply them today. We'll be so better off. Wallahi. As if the Shaykh was alive right now, giving us advice 20 years ago about today. But we just don't do it. At any rate, he would say, Qala ba'dul ulama. Some scholars say, some scholars say, Ida al-rajulu yamassu al-mar'ata. Some scholars say, and we're not going to mention who said it. If a man has his wudu, and the woman is on her menses, and he touches her, hey honey, and he gives her a hug, hey honey, and he gives her a kiss, hey honey, and he shakes her hand, hey honey, he gives her a heart, whatever we follow in tradition. There are many traditions, Ikhwan. 
The African-American may give his wife a high five. Hey, high five. The Somalian may give his wife a kiss her hand. Somebody like, mwah, mwah, mwah. The Afghani, he may kiss his wife on the cheek. Mwah, mwah. The Pakistani may kiss his wife on the forehead. Mwah. And then the chin. Mwah. It's okay to have different cultures here. Afghani, Afghani, they give hugs. Hey, honey. Salaikum. Alhamdulillah. No problem. If she's on her menses, according to this scholar, he just broke his wudu. He made a wudu. He gave her a kiss. A hug. High five. Whatever they do, he has to make a new wudu. According to that scholar. How the lazy men can tell That's no proof to support that. But that's his opinion. You guys with me? Sometimes the scholars have positions. But if it does not agree with the Quran and Sunnah, we don't have to take that. And هذا ليس سوء الاحترام لهذا الشيخ. And this doesn't mean you're disrespecting the shaykh. This doesn't mean that. I don't agree with everything. Mona Mama Sheikh in Yemen, we video our classes. And when he sees that, he say, hey, fear Allah, ya akhi. Take your picture down. Don't video. He say, shukran, shaykh, inshallah, inshallah. One brother says, hey, why don't you follow your shaykh? Your shaykh said that's wrong. I say, yes, that's his opinion. I don't agree. I agree with another sheikh who has different proofs. No problem. That's your teacher. Yes. I love him. I love him dearly. Sometimes I take it down, and then when he leaves, I pick it back up. <laughs> That's my sheikh. I love him. But it doesn't mean if you don't agree with your teachers, that's disrespectful. That's not, this is Islam, ya khwan. It's disrespectful. It's not disrespectful that you uh, differ with your sheikh. What's disrespectful is that you blind follow someone who does not have the right to be followed. America, the issue in America that we do, The issue that we do in the West, the UK, America, Britain, is that Canada, usually in the West, Australia, we raise the scholars above their levels. The scholars have a Allah. They have a high status in the sight of Allah. We come and say, We come and say, the scholars are above the prophets and messengers in our actions. We don't say that literally. If a sheikh says, don't read that book, you say, hey, the sheikh said it. I remember I experienced that as a new Muslim, reading a book of someone, and the brother in the message said, hey, you shouldn't read that book. Uh, Someone said to another brother, I was on the side. The brother was reading the book. A brother said, hey, you shouldn't read that book. The brother said, okay. I try not to get into people's business. I asked the brother, Salaamu Alaikum. Antana sahtahu an tatruka hadha al-kitab? An yatruka hadha al-kitab? Qala na'am. Qultu limadha. I said, you told the brother not to read the book. He said, yes, I did. I said, why? He said, fihi akhtaq. He said, the book has mistakes. I said, tayyip. Where are they? He said, Amma ana, <laughs> He said, the book got mistakes. I said, okay, where are they at? Tell me one of them. He said, honestly, I never read the book. Somebody told him not to read the book. He put the book down. 
No, that's not from Islam. If it's something wrong with it, tell me. No problem. If there's an error, show me. It doesn't mean I can't read the book. No, when I get to the error, I'm going to correct. This hadith is weak. Why is it weak? Alhamdulillah. I'm not going to say, hey, I can't read that book. It has a mistake. No, ya khwan. Almost every book you mention, there's a mistake in it. Some of the best scholars you're ever going to read their biographies. And I don't want to mention their names, as I don't want you to think I'm pointing out the mistakes of a sheikh. Some of the greatest imams you can read about have made some mistakes. You're not going to take from them no more? No. You say the sheikh made a mistake here. Alhamdulillah. This great imam got it wrong one time. Out of the 10,000 fatawas he gave, this one was wrong. Alhamdulillah. We're not going to read his books no more. We're going to take all of Imam Norway's books, all of Bukhari's books, all of Ibn Taymiyyah's books, all of Sheikh Al-Islam's books, all, and we're never going to... No, nobody with their right mind is going to do that, ya khwan. We're going to correct the error with manners and kindness and respect. This is Islam. How many times do you find the companions correcting one another? Many times. And he would say, may Allah bless you. One time a man came to Ibn Umar and asked him a question. فَقَالَ لَا أَدْرِي Aisha. Ibn Umar, from the greatest minds you're ever going to read about. Someone asked him a question about inheritance or something like that. He said, I don't know. Go to the, the wife of the Messenger of Allah, ask Aisha. When the man left, he kissed his hands. And he said, Ahsanta ya Abu Abdul Rahman. He said, good job, O the father of Abdul Rahman. Talking about himself in the third person. You were asked a question you didn't have knowledge of, and you said, I don't know. That's tremendous, Ikhwan. Who are we? Someone's going to say, Ibn Umar didn't know, so now we can't take from him. Al-Imam Malik su'ila an akthar min arba'ina masail, or mas'alatin. Imam, ah, Imam Malik was asked 40 questions, back to back to back to back to back to back, over 40 questions. And 38 or so of the questions, he said, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. The one that was asked in the question, it looked like he got offended. قال يا إمام أنا تركت عائلتي وأتيت إليك لأسألك سؤالا ولمعظمها قلت لا تدري ماذا قول لقومي؟ So the questioner said, Oh Imam, Imam Malik, one of the greatest scholars of Medina at that time. He said, Oh Imam, I left my family, I left my family men, I left my tribe to come ask you questions. That's the only reason I came. I left my wife, I left my kids, I left my parents, I left my tribe. And most of the questions you're going to tell me, you don't know? What I'm going to tell my people? He said, go back to them. <laughs> Imam Malik, mashallah. He was a straight shooter. He didn't hold no punches. Rahimahullah. He's going to call it like it is. Imam Malik said, go back to them and tell them. Malik ibn Anas said to you, he doesn't know. That's it. You have knowledge, you give it. You don't have no knowledge, you say, I don't know. And don't be shy ever. The Prophet wasn't shy. The angels weren't shy. 
The great Imams, they're not shy. You're not going to find someone of knowledge ever being shy saying, I don't know. Never heard of that. Imam Al-Fawzan, one of the great scholars of today, was asked a question about divorce. It looked easy, the issue. The Shaykh said, I don't know, go to a judge. The people come to him, Shaykh, you're one of the biggest scholars of our time. What do you think about this issue? The Shaykh says, Wallahi la adri, imshi al mahkamah. He said, I don't know, go to a judge. A scholar bigger than him, still alive, Shaykh Abdul Mursin al Abbad in Hadith, even bigger than Shaykh Fawzan, memorized Bukhari, Muslim, Tirmidhi, Abu Dawud, Nasa'i, still teaches from his memory. 80 something years old, mashallah, in a wheelchair. Hafidhullah Ta'ala in Medina, still teaching from his memory. Allahu Akbar. 80 something years old, that's from Allah. He was asked about something about marriage and divorce. This great Imam. Memorize Bukhari, memorize Muslim, memorize Tirmidhi, mem these great Imams. All these hadith he memorized. He said, Ah, Imshir al Ghayri, Imshir al Qadi. He said, Go to somebody else. Go to a judge. Don't be shy to say you don't know. And don't be like some people when they say, I don't know, but. In Tabihu Kalimati, but. Beware of the word in English, but. Not the but, not your maqa'ada, not your, but, your back part. The word, lakin, however, but. Beware of the person, I don't know, I never learned that. However, no. As soon as they say, however, As soon as they say, but, uh, to me, put your fingers in your ears. Shukran, ya akhi. May Allah bless you. He says, I don't know, but that happened to me when I was a new Muslim. That's one of the reasons I wanted to go overseas and study. Because I would go to this one and this one and this one to ask questions. And I don't know. And then I found out later on that they were wrong. But you go to someone and you base your Islam on what they say. And then you make error. And there was a great imam like that. He started knowledge when he was over 40 years old. Dakhala. One day he went into the masjid So he came in one day, 40-something years old, one of the greatest scholars of today. He didn't seek knowledge until he was 40-something years old. One day he came into the masjid between Asr and Maghrib, almost Maghrib time. And he prayed to Raka'ah. That's a hated time when the sun is setting. Someone said, hey, la, 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 haram, haram, haram. Oh, before that. He came in the masjid. He came in the masjid and he sat down before he prayed. One day he came in, sat down. Someone said, hey, the person said, hey, you got to stand up, fear Allah, pray to raka'ah first, and then sit down. He said, oh, jazakallah khayran, shukran, Allahu Akbar. And he prayed to Raka'ah. Some days later, he came in. Now between Aus and Maghrib. He prayed his to Raka'ah. The same person or another person, Hey, 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 This person comes and says, Hey, don't pray now. No, you can't pray at this time. So sit down without praying. He said, I'm going to pray. 
وجلست وجاء الشخص وقال لا عليك أن تصلي فصليت الآن أصلي وأنت تقول لي اجلس ولا تصلي قال أن أترككما سأرحل لأطلب العلم وكما قال رحمه الله تعالى He said the other day I came in I sat down you or someone else said hey you can't sit down you have to pray I got up and prayed now I come in and I pray you say don't pray sit down He said forget both of you I'm going to seek knowledge for myself and now he's one of the greatest imams you're going to read about, especially in fiqh. His name is Abu Muhammad Ahmad ibn Sa'id ibn Hazm, the great scholar from Andalusia, from Spain. One of the greatest scholars you're going to read about, for example, especially in fiqh. Some scholars say he made some mistakes in aqidah, like a Norway, like a Shokani, like Ibn Hajar, rahimahumullah, like al-Bayhaqi. May Allah have mercy upon all of these great imams. The one who's Shafi'i, he can't follow Imam Shafi'i without following whose books? He has to read this Imam's books. Who is he? Not Imam Malik. Not Imam Ahmed. He can't be Shafi'iyan. There's no way he's going to follow a Shafi'i. Not a Noe. You close. Come on, Yaqan. One more. One more. Oh, you're too far now. Imam al-Bayhaqi. Why do we say that? Imam al-Bayhaqi almost single-handedly almost comes and explains the entire Shafi madhab almost by himself he has so many books explaining the Shafi madhab if you're going to really follow the, the Shafi madhab you can't bypass al-bihaqi's books you have to read his kubra you have to read his sughra you have to read his kubra you have to read his sunan ma'rifat sunan you have to read his books he almost single-handedly explains a Shafi'i madhab. Also, one of you mentioned a Nawawi. You can't follow the Shafi'i madhab without reading these two great Imam's books. A Nawawi almost single-handedly explained the whole Shafi'i madhab, and also Imam al-Bihaqi. It's impossible. Someone says he's Shafi'i, he never read Imam al-Nawawi's books, I know he's a beginner. Automatically. Someone says he's Shafi'i, he never read the books of Imam al-Bihaqi, you know he's a beginner. There's no way. You can't get to Walmart without going to Antioch Road. You have to ride down the road. He says, I'm at Walmart. How'd you get there? I came up 7th Street. It doesn't mean, it doesn't, you can't go that way. There's no way you made it on 7th Street. If there's a 7th Street, yeah, cool. But some scholars' books are tremendous. And this doesn't mean we blind follow. Doesn't mean that. All we have to take is what? Who remembers? Quran and Sunnah. That's it. Everything else is opinions. Everything else is opinions. That's it. How do you know what statement is correct? How do you know? Every imam has proofs. How do you know what to follow? Whose understandings are you looking for? The understanding of what the companions unanimously were upon. This is what it means to be Sunni. This is what it means to be hadithi. This is what it means to be ahl sunnah wa jama'ah. This is what it means to be ahl sunnah. This is what it means to be ahl al-haq. This is what it means to be salafi. This is what it means that you follow what the companions unanimously agreed on. If they differed in something, then there's no issue. Aisha differ with Umar and Ibn Abbas here. There's no proof to show any one of them is wrong. So you can't make me follow Aisha. You can't make me follow Abu Bakr. You can't make me follow Umar. There's no proof explicitly. No problem. When they are unanimous, if they are unanimous upon something, the companion said, Allah is above. 
Not one of the companions. I challenge anyone who says it's Ash'ari, they're Maturidi, they're Sufi, they're the likes. They never quote any of the companions. They quote their Mashaykh. They never quote any of the companions. Those that say, let's celebrate the birthday of the Prophet, they never quote any of the companions. Not one. They're going to quote a Shaykh who takes that position. They're never going to quote a companion. Those that say Allah is not above, they're never going to quote a companion. They're going to quote a Shaykh who says Allah is on the earth. They're going to quote a madhab or position that says Allah is everywhere. They're never going to quote a companion. That's why it's so important. All you have to do is say, what did the companion say? The issue of where is Allah? What did the companion say? They said Allah is above the arsh. Abu Hanifa said that. Shafi says that. Malik says that. Imam Ahmed says that. The great Imam said that. And then sometimes the people say, I'm Shafi'i in fiqh, but I'm Sufi in aqidah. Why are you mixing like that? No, Quran and Sunnah. Quran and Sunnah. If I'm going to follow Shafi'i, then I respect him. So why not follow him in his aqidah? Because his aqidah contradicts you. So they say, I'm going to follow his, his fiqh. What about his aqidah? Oh, no, 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 no. So they say, Allah is not above. What about a shafi? What did shafi? Oh, I don't follow him as aqidah. And then some of them, we have to go back to the Quran and Sunnah, not with our own understanding of the ikhwan, with the understanding of the companion. Anytime you have an issue, you ask yourself, what do the companions understand? If you do that, I guarantee it's going to become easy. Don't stop at this shaykh, this shaykh, this shaykh. We love the ulama. But your research is not over. You're just beginning. Imam Ahmed said, Shaykh Albani said, Ibn Taymiyyah said, Abu Hanifa said, Alhamdulillah. What did the companion say? What's the proof from the Quran and Sunnah? Once you turn the page, the issue is going to be over here. The issue is that we never turn the page. We stop at my Shaykh said, my Madhab said, my Imam said. One brother, I was at a masjid, I think, I don't know if I was down, not, not here, Yaqwan, and standing up in the row, and he said he follows the madhab of the great Imam Abu Hanifa, Rahimahullah. And Abu Hanifa's madhab, you don't line up shoulder to shoulder and foot to foot. You leave a space. You leave some, 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 some space. He says, Imam Abu Hanifa, Abu Hanifa. I said, okay. I'll quote Abu Hanifa. No problem. I said, the great Imam Abu Hanifa also said, I said, that is his position. You're right there. But he also said, He also said, if the hadith is authentic, this is my way. And that should be the way of every Muslim. What he's saying is that any authentic hadith that I may not be aware of, if it's authentic, this is my position. So don't come and say Abu Hanifa is contradicting the Prophet of Allah. No. In fact, he's saying the opposite. Even though he says, you leave a gap. He also said, if the hadith is authentic, this is my way. So every authentic hadith, he believes in. So if there's a hadith that he didn't know or didn't reach him, you can't use that, uh, you can't use him in place of the hadith. That's not correct to do. Sometimes they have to be Hey, and sometimes they have, they change positions. Many of us, I did that myself. When I was a new Muslim, I used to blind follow three mashaykh. Sheikh Albani, uh, Sheikh Ibn Abbas, was my third, Sheikh Muqbil. They're the only three I knew about. 
Anybody who didn't say them three, I didn't take it. When I first got to Yemen, it was hard for me to learn because I didn't hear these three scholars mentioned a lot. They would mention the great imams of the past, Ibn Kathir. I'm like, who is this Ibn Kathir? Imam Ahmed. Who is this Imam Ahmed? A Shafi. Who is this Shafi? Where is Albani? Where is Mukbil? Where, where, where? They didn't use their teacher, Sheikh Mukba, as a proof. They didn't do that. They quoted the imams of the past. So I didn't learn that. So I'm like, no, these imams, I don't know who these imams are. And then you learn that these are the imams of Islam. These are the imams of our religion. I remember I used to blindfold my sheikh, and we'll stop here, Juan. And the issue of how do you sit at the end of the salah? There are a few positions of the scholars. Do you sit in every salah at the end the same? Or do you sit only in the four raka'ah and the third raka'ah salah the same? You guys with me? If you have three raka'ah, al-maghrib, and dhuhr, and asr, and isha, you sit the last raka'ah, mutawarrikan, on your butt, with your right foot up, sitting on your butt. This is called mutawarrik. There's another position. That you sit like this only in the four raka'ah and three raka'ah salah. The statement of a shafi'i and of the statement of Imam Ahmed, rahimahullah ta'ala. Imam Malik has another opinion. That you sit like this in every tashahud. In the second raka'ah of dhuhr, in the last raka'ah of dhuhr. The second raka'ah of asr, the last raka'ah of asr. The second of maghrib, the last of maghrib. You're going to sit mutawarrikan. So when you see someone sitting mutawarrikan on every tashahud, they follow Imam Malik's position. They're probably Maliki. Tayyip. Imam al-Shafi'i appears to have the strongest position. He sits mutawarrikan at the end of every salah. In his fajr, the last raka'ah fajr, he's going to sit like this. Dhuhr, the last raka'ah. Asr, Maghrib, Isha. Tayyip. So we had a shaykh in Africa I used to just look at him, whatever I saw him do, I would do it. He's my shaykh. I didn't look at the Quran and Sunnah. I didn't know that. I'm looking at the shaykh. I'm taking him as a proof. That's not allowed. But I didn't know. So I saw him do this. So I started praying like that. We started giving some classes by Allah's mercy. Someone asked me, hey, Abu Abdullah, anta tu salli mutwarrikan fi akhir kulli salah. Limada? Fana qultu fi nafsi. So now we're teaching, and one of the brothers said, Hey, I noticed you sit at the end of every salah. Why do you do that? So I asked myself, Where's my proof? Where's my proof? I don't have a proof. I said, Hey, I saw the sheikh do it. So now you're teaching, that's not a proof. At any rate, sometimes we blind follow our husbands, the women do it all the time. They're in a tea party. They're in the Walima, they're in the Henna party, they're in whatever they do, mashallah, amongst themselves. And then an issue comes up. And you see all of them say, hold on, girl. Boop, 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 boop. Salikum. Hey, honey. Hey, we have an issue here. What's the ruling on such and such? Shukran, honey. She hangs up. My husband said, girl. And then they say, okay, shukran. We don't care who your husband is. Unless you're Aisha, Um Salama, Um Salim, you're married to the Messenger Ali Salatu Salam, Um Aisha, Um Salama, you're married to the Messenger of Allah, that's different. Other than that, where's your proofs? 
We do with our scholars. Hold on. Let me contact the sheikh. The sheikh said, and then that's a proof. No, that's not a proof, Yahweh. Let me contact my medhab, my country. My, that's not a proof, Yahweh. We have to get back to the foundation, learning the Quran and the Sunnah. This was tonight's class, Yahweh. Any of our brothers and sisters on the Telegram have anything to mention? They can do so. If not, we'll stop there, inshallah. And may Allah bless you all. Sheikh Mayra, you have anything? Sister Asma, Marian, if you guys have anything you can do so. If not, we'll stop there, inshallah. May Allah bless you all. Jazakallah khair. Wa iyaakum, Sheikh. May Allah bless you. Subhanakallahum wa bihamdika. Ashadu an la ilan anta sakratu